Don't tell me what's important. You didn't care. You just went on, signed the paperwork, put me on out the house, but I'm going to make it. Yeah, I got put out. Right, you got to get out the house. 20 year marriage. Things didn't work out. I'll show your ass. I'm out of here. All I need is what I got. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. They'll see. I'll be the fucking man. She'll regret it. Trailer for sale or rent. Room for less than 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. Uh, but two wives. How you get to the north? Right over here, right? Eight by twelve. All right, thank Man of me, by no means, king of the world. Live from downtown Detroit, it's no BS news out with my main man, Tony. It's Thursday night, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be Friday afternoon, but we pulled the fast one on you. We changed it. It's Thursday nights now at 6 or so. And Mondays. Mondays at noon. Told you we're going two days a week because we just coming up with too much news. You know what I'm saying, Karen? Too much Yeah, news. I do. It's a lot, Charlie. We're killing it. I know. I'm back in those fucking commercials. I saw it. <laughs> I'm back in that shit. Now they're using my name. We'll address it Monday. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. That's, we're not playing that. Um, what you just saw there was a little tease hangout to the end of the program. It's one hour, the only hour of news you need, probably in America. But it's now one in an occasional series of the life of Red at the Normandy Hotel because the old woman divorced him, kicked his ass to the curb, and now he got to stay at a flea bag skid row last chance hotel. We need a GoFundMe for him. He can't do that. No, 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 no. Let him suffer for his art. No. And let him suffer for his sins of what he did to that woman. Oh, well, how do you know it was something he did? Maybe it was something Because it's did. always the dude, Karen. Well, yeah, that's that true. with it now. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's just that I like Fred, you know? <laughs> also with us, he called up uh, in the middle of the show last week, as promised, Minister Malik Shabazz, the street minister, leader of the Black Panthers is something like the Mar- Marcus, Marcus Garvey new Black Panther Party. Can I just say Black Panther, bro? Black Panthers. Detroit Black Panthers. Black Power. Power to the people. White I people wish. A little, little bit for the white people. Mm. All power, all people. My man, see that? Oh, that is, here we go. That's a 21st century Panther. You can't now. water down Black Power. Come on. <laughs> Oh, he's. I see. He's already gone. Let me just let me just get on to the business, and then back from the Ukraine. Our uh, Taurus Petrus, uh, do are you an ordained minister or not? He says he is. All right, he's got the collar, so he's and a back. Towel he made it out safe. Just as the Ukrainians are pushing the Russians back, I wonder if that's because he left. Probably. <laughs> Welcome back, lad. <laughs> uh, but uh, first, I, I just want to remind you. Say my last word on the news that went around the world last week, which I found myself standing in the cellar of. Lafayette Coney Island, right over there, the landmark Greasy Spoon, located in the heart of downtown Detroit, has rats. A carnival of rodents was caught on tape and posted on Facebook, and the city cracked down and closed the joint. No dogs, no fries, no dice. Now, I must tell you, if you don't already know, that I moonlight as the handyman at American Coney Island, right uh, right next door to Lafayette. So, inseparable are the rival establishments that they even share a subterranean brick wall. And part of my responsibilities are to vent the problems at Lafayette from seeping through the mortar. So, I know a few things. But, see, I come to you as an observer, not as an employee, I find it curious, Karen, how little people actually know about Lafayette Coney Island, despite its fame, and now its infamy. So here's the short version. Lafayette Coney Island was founded in 1929 by Greek immigrant Billy Karos after he returned from the old country with a new bride, prearranged marriage. Billy 
was the younger brother of Gus, uh, Gus Caros, who founded American Coney Island in 1917. Now, the brothers' business relationship was amicable, and for decades, both of their families and businesses flourished. Billy of Lafayette eventually passed the restaurant to his son, George, who eventually sold it to a group of immigrants who operate it to this day. And nobody seems to know the men of Lafayette Island's name, despite the fact they've been there for more than 30 years. They're rarely mentioned in the newspapers or the TV travel shows. And I wonder why that is. Probably because among them is Ali and Abdija. I sometimes help them with the odd job. I consider them friends. Now, I don't have to tell you, Lafayette is notoriously dingy. The toilets are to be avoided. My late friend Anthony Bourdain famously said of dirty restaurants, if that's what you see, imagine what you don't. But apparently, Lafayette fans know this. That's the appeal, you tell me. Not for me. Well, okay. In any event, things got worse at Lafayette with the onset of COVID. Shutdowns were mandated, and unmolested, rodents took over this city. The four partners of Lafayette bickered over the financial scraps that came with that 25% seating mandate. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Nobody made any money and lots of people lost their ass. Upkeep was left wanting and corners got cut. No money got invested. And the men started leaving the bags of garbage on the sidewalk overnight instead of paying a removalist to collect the garbage at closing time. So the cops came and they fined them. And the partners stored the garbage in the basement. That's when the vermin made their way in from the nearby park. You know things have gone south when the inspector pays a big red sticker on your door screaming, imminent or substantial hazard. But apparently some of you like that. <laughs> now, city inspectors came to American Coney Island as well. I'm happy to report they found no problems, no pests, clean bathrooms, and coolers at 40 degrees Fahrenheit because the proprietor here invests. She respects you. That's just a fact. That's an observer, not an employee. Now, I watched with amusement as the news trucks came and went last week. Reporters love nothing more than an easy story of another person's misery. But I hope the men at Lafayette Coney Island make it back soon. I truly do. They and Grace Caros, the owner of American are an essential thread of our great fabric here in Detroit, anchors of the greatest corner in America. The things that go on in the corner here at Michigan and Lafayette could fill an almanac. The loons and the lawyers and the cops and the G-men and the hard hats and the homeless all coexisting here. And there's a reason for that. The restaurants are more than a place for a dog and a beer. They are, Red, get your fucking phone out of it, man, just, Keep going. All right. What was I? They're more than a dog or a beer? Yeah. Don't be distracted. Focus. No, I just wanted to do it. I know, right? because he told <laughs> us to tone our phones that's my buddy. <laughs> There's the irony, Karen. He is the one. That's that what his wife said. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be successful. He took teddy bear with him. <laughs> now, look. Yeah, I got the finger. That's what he gave the wife, too. No wonder you're in the fucking Normandy. <laughs> Listen. These two places are for many the last connection to a city that is increasingly difficult and dangerous to navigate. The restaurants are our public square in this greater Detroit area. It's an umbilical to a city that we are once love and mistrust. It's a place where you can take your child or a visitor and tell them what's ever left of what you know of the place. You can pick one. You can pick the other, but you know you're still picking Detroit. Charlie, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. I don't, I'm not afraid of snakes. <laughs> I can pick up a fish fly, worms, alligators, but I do not. I can't say the word. Say it. I cannot fuck with rodents. I don't. I do not. I cannot. Now, you will never hear me curse again, so take note. But I'm telling you, that is the most disgusting thing. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I can't. I can't do that. That's that. Not that here. is out for me. And here's the thing. You know what? I mean, it's supposed to be. It's to bore you with restaurant ship. 
you'll see a pest. You might see a vermin. That's why you have health department. That's why you have exterm. You immediately take care of it. You know, you, you're doing everything you can. There ain't shouldn't be some kind of fucking wagon wheel of a garbage can left in the middle of a restaurant and there's a goddamn carousel of rats mm-hmm. on it. And that's insane. And as much as I love New York, that's the thing that freaks me out because they walk down the street and cross the street like humans. <laughs> I cannot. I can't. Give me anything else. But not that. Did you notice, though, like when this city was like, you know, like during lockdown Mm -hmm. and I didn't really stay that locked down, you know. Because of no human activity, the vermin had control of this city. So what really got to go on, you know what? This is also the city's responsibility for vermin control. I don't see anything. In fact, you know, we'll talk about it on Monday, but... Health inspections for the restaurants go wanting and they're not even online. Nobody's doing anything around here. The crazy thing, Charlie, is that I got a call from someone uh, out in east, the east, eastern side, of, east of Detroit, right? Just the side of Gross Point. And I guess they're digging up the sidewalks. I don't know who they are, whether it's DTE or somebody else. And this lady was telling me that they're just running rampant all over the place. I said, ma'am, I don't work for the city anymore. Two, I don't have conversations about rodents. Three, call the mayor's office, I said, and then call two, four, and seven, and you let them know. She said they're all over the place. So it's it's an issue. It is an issue. What, the rats? Which ones? The no. rats from City Hall? The rats from the TV stations? Which ones? Two leg, four leg, all of them. But I think she was talking about the four legged ones out there. All right. Like, here's a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll be Minister Malik Shabazz. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. The top-rated realtors in Michigan have said that our five-star certified pre-approval is a game-changer to the home buying process. Hall Financial's focus on speed and client service allows you to take on the housing market and win. When you're ready to purchase your new home, you need to make Hall Financial your first call. The mortgage company realtors trust and buyers love. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. Okay, now I, I, I've been. T- I told y'all last week. I, I got. I got great news. This is for real now. Remember, I told you about Legacy Partners. Mark used them. Yeah. They shopping him for new insurance. He saved thousands. Yep. Okay. I met with him. They came in my house. They had a drink. They took the notes. They listened to me. Had a drink. <laughs> what? That's the kind of people they that's are. That's the kind of that's yeah. a, that's the kind of customer I am. <laughs> Sit down, motherfucking drink, and you bring it. <laughs> okay. Case it. I don't get anything good out of them. At least I got a free bottle of liquor. You know what I'm saying? I always win. And fuck the rats. They came over. They took the notes. I got a house. I got a a place on the lake that, you know, got the well water and and, and, and an outhouse. And then my my cars. Mm -hmm. So they came. They took it. And your bike. And my bike. But it bing, bing, boom, boom. Watch this, Malik. It's unbelievable. So they ran it. They could save me. $1,000 $1,000 a year, right there, 1000 easy dollars, I just say, by them brokering for me, right? Mm-hmm. They don't belong to an insurance company. They shop all of them, no charge to me. I save 1000 bucks. Here's the sweetener. I've got almost $200,000 in extra coverage. Like, oh, really? That's it, what I was going to ask you about. Did that compromise your coverage at all? No, I got better coverage. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> now, you know, the stuff, the, the, the pump in my shack mm-hmm. to get the water out it's covered it was really? it was never covered yeah hmm. the motorcycle is covered I, so i'm i'm telling you i'm, I'm my, the wheels uh, are turning in yeah. my because i spend a lot on insurance a you you mm-hmm. living a in lot. detroit in a nice big home with nice cars pay a shitload i do and look one easy call tim likes to have a drink doesn't he <laughs> I suppose. They come over and have a drink with Tim. <laughs> because the, the most important thing was they listened to me, mm-hmm. what I have, what I'm concerned about. Like, you could load me up with insurance on a shack that ain't worth shit. They listened. Right. That's mm-hmm. true. That's what I got on the last guy. Mm. So yeah. I'm going. These And remember, if you're approaching the age of Medicare 64 or your parents are on Medicare, they'll also shop for a better deal, no cost to you. Mm-hmm. You call them at 586 209 4106. You're writing it down, aren't you? Just you, keep reading, Charles. Can, yep. 586-209-4106. Swear to God. That yeah. one worked. It's good guys. Yeah. Yeah. You That's happy with good. yours, Mark? Very much. Yeah. All right. Yep. Hey, Malik. 
You oh, that? you can't hear? Is it on? It should be. Maybe you need more. Okay. You don't even need it. You know why? Because hey. I can hear you. There you go. Okay. And you look better. How you doing, brother? All right, brother. How are you? Good. So uh, you, you <laughs> called me last week, Mill Show. Yeah. What's up? Uh, Pull that up to your mouth here. Well, I was just checking in. You know, we were uh, leaving uh, Rat City. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to check in with you. You know, I... Uh, you know, everybody knows I love American Coney Island. I've been eating here since I was a little kid. I uh, ate here yesterday. Well, carry out yesterday. But uh, I just wanted to shout, you know. But I wanted to keep a little, while we were demonstrating, a little space. Because you know how people talk. People now, that don't know. That's the vibe I got when you called. Like, you're done. There was you, a couple of your people, mm -hmm. and like, 20 media people, which is <laughs> which is the modern protest now. You, know? <laughs> you don't even got you only got to bring your boys right in the media. Like, you know? oh. Well, you know we march on. Oh yeah, uh, 400 people, 500 people, 100 people, or two people, and on occasion, rare occasions, rare overrated occasions, there's only one. But even though there's only one. There's one already there, waiting. Mm. So it's all good. So I mean, that's you know to go back to it when we were complaining, looking. Uh, Red went over there. The the crack house where seven were shot, two dead on the lawn, mm -hmm. and it was still open. That was an interest of ours and an interest of yours. You saw that you took it up and you went over there. That was no plan there. I think you were calling me about Lafayette, maybe right. a couple of assholes out there. You know how life is. Oh, you two planned that. And I'm like, we don't even talk that much. Right, 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 right. Like that's just the thing. That's mm -hmm. that's and it's why were you protesting Lafayette? What 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 was the beef over there? At Lafayette? Yeah. Well, you know, this is uh uh for me, it's a 39-year campaign. Uh we don't eat rotten meat. Period. Whether if it's a grocery store or liquor store or gas station or party store or a restaurant, we don't eat rotten meat. We don't want roaches in the meat. We don't want rat feces and urine and hair. Uh, we don't play that. So when I heard uh, the African Holy Ghost told me what to do, we move in action mode. When we heard about Saratoga, uh, That's the crack we house. moved mm -hmm. into action mode. Uh, we had closed the crack house down on Lumpkin uh, a few weeks before Saratoga. And we've been checking and it remains closed. I mean, it's what we do. Minister Shabazz, I have to ask because you know, I- Minister Shabazz. No, well, Malik Shabazz, I don't wanna, anyway. You know, Malik, like, like, your friend. I know, but still. I'm trying to give man his respect. <laughs> don't call don't me me for I don't get Mr. LaDuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, you, I, I mean, I remember working alongside of you mm -hmm. for years mm -hmm. when uh, you were championing for a safer city, when kids mm -hmm. were falling mm -hmm. as a result of gunfire, mm -hmm. and you had a direct line to the mayor's office. Right. They called you. They listened to you. Mm -hmm. What has happened or what has not happened in terms of public policy here so that enforcement regulations are more aligned with making sure that what you work for in the stores, in the liquor stores, the grocery stores is coming to fruition? I mean, because we've been you've been having this march, like you said, for 39 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and why? Well, uh. This is the no bullshit. Yes, it is. Show our time. Ministers uh, cursing. People. <laughs> well, I do. Too many politricsters mm -hmm. in general just don't care. It's about give me the money. You know, with all due respect to uh, my friend, the mayor, with all due respect to the health director, if I were them, I'd be right in front of Lafayette. I think they should personally be right in front. I think it's a shame that we have approximately 1,700 restaurants and 17 inspectors. Mm -hmm. 
Every business needs to be inspected a minimum of a month. So maybe we got to go to Uncle Joe and get some more money or whatnot. We need hundreds of inspectors as well. We need hundreds of everything. Everything hundreds that's of, good. And let's be honest. Like COVID, everything. Why, everything white. Like these two places are insti an institution and mm. nobody wants to see them go. You wouldn't want to see any business go, right? But when you go out in the neighborhood, it's no secret now with this. It, it, now the press is peeling through it. Everybody's out there going to fail. It's but, but Charles, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. What you going to have? But what are the standards? See, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you look. If you come into my home and I make you dinner, you've been to my home. Only on the outside. You I never let me no, in. You, came inside. you wouldn't let the white devil in your house. Bro. <laughs> you said the neighbors are looking and shit. <laughs> he has a reputation. You said you he's he just Uber. That motherfucker just Uber. That's how I remember. <laughs> uh, you uh, you come to my house, Steve. This nothing's gonna be perfect. However, there has to be standards. A hundred. Yeah. And uh, you can't have 17 inspectors on 1,700 businesses. Then you have the State Department of Agriculture, which is the primary, primary governmental regulating authority for the grocery stores. That's a different thing. There you go, dude. Well, Lansing is too far away. Now, the county health department Lansing's out of touch. and the city health department play the backseat driver in relation to those businesses. I think Lansing needs to send the money to the D and they become the backseat driver and empower the county health department and city health department to do more and to be able to. I'm going to let you both in on a little secret. Oh, uh -oh. he's busting the joint up, man. Hey, hey, guys, up, guys, angry. <laughs> he's not mad at you though, Charlie. Take it easy, man. It's the rat. It's the rat. I'm sitting here like you know. Looking the, at this. The, the fact of the matter is, I know as the observer, not as the employee, how many times these two things get hit, like, like four times in the last month, mm -hmm. maybe seven times in the last year. Right? Only these ones. They know all about that over there. They know all about that. Why isn't this shit online when this mayor's like, oh, we're the new technology, we got everything that they want to institute that new color code like the 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 grade. The Scott Benson. The yeah. the grade that they, like every city's got an A, B, C, uh -huh. D, like where your A's the best and, and E you're closed. You can't even find this shit online. But it comes, and I think uh, Councilman James Tate wants to put it online because, you know, you've got menus and everything with the QRC code. That's great. I, I get that. But it's all about enforcement. I mean, that's the thing. So even if you have somebody, whether it's going to be, you don't agree with that, Charlie? No, it's a... Uh Taurus over here, he's walking around doing Facebook Live. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't it's, know. It's because you think about New York. New York uh, had a, a backlog of restaurants that were in violation. They said they corrected those violations, but then they did not have the inspectors to come out in a timely enough manner to re-inspect. So these restaurants were stuck with a lower grade than maybe they... I don't know, but I guess things like, is there training from the health department at the city or the state level? You know, I've seen waitresses stoop down, tie their shoes, and get up and surf. I mean, just common look, sense look, stuff. Look, 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 look. That, and wear it's, the hairnet. It's, let's not get into the bureaucracy of it. Let's get into the general of it, which is, right. yeah, I mean, do the job is what you're saying. Yeah, be, and be clean. Do it in a timely manner. And But they come around and like write you up like the ice scoop isn't in the ice or, you know, it is in the ice. I forget which one it is. Like, really? But Charlie, that's, and you know, that's a lot of that is just general antagonism because of, you know, Gr Grace is not, uh, don't a, include a, a her shrinking, in this. Okay. Don't include her in but, this. But she's not a shrinking flower. But you're going to include her in this. Well, because this is her... I mean, it's not her war. Well, it's not her personal war, but you know that things aren't done... Do prime and proper. Okay. Yeah. They had somebody... They had a violation in 2019. Um, they had someone get killed in the restaurant. <laughs> there are rumors of it being a, a sex club, a, switch, a swingers party. Well, I don't that's know. Just, that's just but a my, rumor. But my I, point I is that every... Marl had... Uh, uh, violations all these restaurants are dirty that's the thing well, the restaurants that's what i'm trying to but say But they're all dirty but malik's making the point like i i can i can give you a certain level of reality mm -hmm. but when when it's like you when know you got rats that are partying <laughs> rats the size of cats 
Rats that will beat up your dogs. <laughs> I mean, it's unacceptable and it's inhumane and we can't tolerate it. And it wouldn't be tolerated, I believe, in Livonia nope. or Birmingham nope. or any of the grossest points where the income is so much higher and there is less melanin. But in Detroit, you can do anything. Well, let me pick up on anything that. you want to do. Let me, do. Pick, Man, up let me, let me pick up on that. That is stores. that is correct. I done seen toilets. They're not gonna, on the on the table. They're not gonna put up with it. They the got table. money. The table. They're active. Where they do the meat. They're but educated it, about it, it, right? And you gotta admit that. And what you're really doing is like educating. Your people that right. you grew up that you live by, we don't got to take it. And right, right, like nobody in Livonia knows the health code shit, but there's people like you in Livonia, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna tolerate it. The, the city needs more, and of they're that. not wrong, and we shouldn't tolerate it. Black Detroit, white Detroit, Albanian Detroit, we shouldn't tolerate it. What do you got against the Mexicans? Here, play here, he didn't want to mention the Mexican, that's Ukrainians. Southwest Detroit, <laughs> yeah, them too. Well, let's go Ukraine. There's that. Kick Putin's behind. It's just so, it's funny you mentioned that because. Justice. Our man is just in from the Ukraine to give us a report, brother. Mm -hmm. Now, um, last thing here. Wait, wait, first, second to last thing. You, you're Christian? Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm a Christian, but yeah. I study various faiths. But you came up in the Church of the Black Madonna? I, the Shrines of the Black Madonna, and, and I accept Yahshua. As the revolutionary black messiah. And you, when you were born, your given name was? Well, like Malcolm said, I don't even discuss it. He doesn't have to give his government name. I was just asking. Why? Well, well, that name is Dan. I'm trying to get some background on him. Why, man. Charlie? Because that, the great you fabric, you sound like the, the great thing like that the is Malik Shabazz, I, 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 because I'm a historian, I write well, things. I might want to write the life and times of Malcolm Little over well, he here. Wouldn't that give, was, he, he wouldn't give that out on the air, Charlie. Now, when well, we talk guy. to Malcolm X, he goes by Malik Shabazz, which was Malcolm X's, you know, uh, reborn name when he find, finds Islam, Islam, old Islam, and Detroit Red over there, our guy Detroit Red. Right. That's what uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X, X, Malcolm Little was known as in Detroit. Everybody wants to be Malcolm X. What the, I just asked uh, your name that your mama gave you. Red, check me a few. He said, hey. James Harvey. Don't that's call me his name. that anymore. Call me. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, so it's interesting. You're an ordained Christian minister that gets God is greatest. God has 99 names. But you took a Islamic name. Well, uh, I study various faiths, but I'm a Christian. But in honor to Malcolm X to give me something to strive for, and I still have such a long way to go, uh, something to strive for. A name should identify us with something. Like uh, uh, Malik, or it's, and it's actually Malik. Uh, oh, you're Malik. But we say Malik. But you're Malik. It, well, it's actually Malik, but we say Malik. Okay. And I was taught, call, can I call me you anything Malik? you want, don't call me late for dinner. Especially but at Lafayette. Malik, you can call me late for dinner at Lafayette. Or Malik, he never for dinner. Don't call me <laughs> for that shite. <laughs> Uh, Malik or Malik means king or prince, Arabic Kiswahili, and uh, Shabazz, and people say Shabazz, but it's actually Shabazz. Uh, that is referring, according to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, the God tribe. Uh, See, I thought the, Shabazz meant Sabbath. No, no, it's in, in looking and coming. From a Nation of Islam perspective on it, it's referring to the God tribe, the direct descendants of Almighty God. Another name for them is called the Takers. You don't want to play with them. Man, you're a stew in there. You are a bubbling stew of <laughs> faiths. He's a lot calmer than he used to be, though. Oh, <laughs> okay, you know, that was the last thing because, fact, even... This time up on uh, Saratoga with the Seven Worship mm -hmm. of the Crack House. When I first got here, I couldn't believe this guy. This guy would actually go to the Crack House and physically mm -hmm. kick the door in. Now, 
Now he's nice and knocks he's and knocks and asks you to leave. But but eat, eat right, yeah. Red. Even yeah. even on a couple of weeks ago, the police were afraid to go in there. He had to go first. Well, but Charlie, it's a real dude right there. But that speaks to the, the 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 disconnect that people that are charged with solving problems actually have, and people that are committed to solving those problems. Yes. That that's what it is. They're not afraid to be in the street. They're not afraid of the people that are committing crimes. You know, I mean, I saw this march, this peace march that Pastor Barry Randolph did, which was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But you're talking to the people who don't need to be talked to. Everybody there, you're preaching to the choir. Who's going out and duplicating a Boston 10-point plan where you're talking to the people that are committing the crimes? Well, you, even, you have to even minister to the converted, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to talk about well, Pastor Barry, true, which is, yeah, and he's you know, a great hold guy. it. He does a great work. Oh, he does. does great work. At Messiah. He, he really, really, he really does. does. With but, them young people. But I believe in the highway, byway, and alleyway. And we can't be afraid to talk to our people. We have to love, in my view, black people and then all people in that order. Why love black people first? Because we're the most oppressed, recessed, and depressed for the longest and the deepest. I if there's anybody that needs love. I love it when you rhyme. anybody that you need unity, it's black people. We got to bring the black man and the black woman together and the black child. And then we can all go into the, in, according to my thinking, the universal brotherhood, universal sisterhood of all people. Because actually it's only one race. But the problem with the politics, the problem with too many Reverend Hogmaws is they bullshitting. They're not for real. You have to love the people. You got to love the people. You got to do it in love and you got to do it with passion. Hey, man, preach, too many brother. just want money. Mm-hmm. Too many just want the money. That's and true. you can store up all the riches on this earth that you want. But what happens when your body, the real you, your soul is unlocked in this flesh? That's eternal. What kind of riches have you built up there? We'll have you back on Sunday. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Is he going to pass the plate? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A quick word from our sponsors. I don't know why I'm in the desert in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me. But I need sausage. The moon is high. The clubs are closed. And the beast needs to be fed. Sausage. I look in my fridge. Oh my, what do I see? Sausage. A good wiener is hard to find. So make sure you treat it kind. Sausage. You may run with a pack, but everything ain't meant to be said. Sausage. No need to cross the desert. No need to cross eight miles. Who these wolves be? Get back, bitch. Sausage. Order a Coney kit directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. Wait, wait a minute. No. No, I'm not putting that hat on. Why would I put that hat on? Because you support Ukraine, don't you? Yeah, but dude, it's like all dirty. Looks like yeah, you got it, it off a corpse. It has age. It has clout. Where'd you get it? At the war zone. You may, did get it off a corpse. It, it may have lice. You <laughs> know, you put that hat on. He brought that for, he, look, that thing, that thing come from overseas. The lice would be dead in there. Lice don't live in clothes that long. See, that's why we have, that's why we had a pandemic. Everybody's so loosey-goosey with stuff. Keep your hat. I mean, no. Just put the hat on. <laughs> no. Are we back? Yes. Oh, was that? Uh, we'll fix that and edit, bro. <laughs> listen. How? We're live. It listen. Fix it in post. Oh, it's him again. Jesus. Now we can't mute him because he's and we, here. And we are going to. We can't I tell get you how else you fix stuff. You call ADR. You need stuff fixed. You need uh, information technology, government compliance. Your contract you just can't get it done. You can't get the parts. I mean, seriously, all of it. All of the stuff where society's stuck. The nexus between the government and getting things done is where they specialize. That is ADR, experienced, competent, honest, ethical, and smart. You call Barry Ellentuck, the head honcho over there, at 248-318-9424. 
Get it done right, on time, on budget. You know what I'm saying? Who did I tell you to call? Come on. Who did Taurus. I tell you to call? Taurus Petrov. Barry Allen Tuck. Barry Allen Tuck at ADR. He's listening. Yeah, I'm just trying to get in everybody's head. He's got it. ADR. What's the number? 248-318. Are you writing this down? 248-318-9424. The ne- because the next time, because Taurus Petros, as the listeners know, mm-hmm. is from Hamtramck, Michigan, which is a wholly contained city within the city of Detroit, like a donut. And he shipped his Hummer over there. 2004? Three. 2003 Hummer with Michigan plates. And he's working the war zone. He's ferrying people, refugees. Mm-hmm. He's taking bodies to the, the cemetery. And I mean, what, what if you can't get parts? What if you can't get parts for the Hummer to the Ukraine in the middle of a war? Yeah, I had some problems with that. Did uh, you call Barry Allen Tuck at ADR? <laughs> <laughs> His phone number is in the Hummer, yes. Okay, there you go. That's all you need. 248-318-9424. So you did have, did you, you had problems getting parts? Yeah, yeah, I had uh, my uh, gear shifter broke, and I needed a new gear shift assembly. And so they said, well, it'll cost you $200. Who did? Some garage in the Ukraine during the war? No, no, I called uh, here to (laughs) see if I can get it shipped over. But they said, well, if we ship it to you, it'll take two weeks. So I ordered it, and it it came eventually in two weeks. But in the meantime, I used a... One of those jumbo paper clips. Yeah. And I got under the truck and paper clipped it and it was it was fine for two weeks until the part came. You just kinda like used it as a pin. Yes. Right. That's it's the linkage snapped, is that what you're telling me? One of those big page uh, binders. Yeah. I clipped it on the bottom and Yeah, it was the linkage fine. snapped, your shifter. Yes. Right to the transmission. Yes. Look at that. I'm from Detroit. I know these freaking things. Okay. Like where did where did they ship it to? The bathroom. Uh, they ship it. To, <laughs> the hotel. They I ship mean, it to uh, Warsaw, yeah. and then from Warsaw to the border, and then the trucks were still coming in, delivering humanitarian supply, supplies, and the mail service wasn't cut off yet, so they were still. Um, they had fucking Amazon delivering parts from the U.S. to Warsaw to the Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. This is some twenty ass first century war. Hey, that's that's Amazon though. No, anyway, bro. So like. You were there for quite a while, eight months, nine months? Six months. Six months? You're Ukrainian. I mean, by na- you're American, of course, and also dual citizen Ukrainian? No, just American. So that's how you were able to come and go because they wouldn't let men of 18 to 60 out, right? Well, I actually had, uh, on two occasions, uh, they didn't really believe I was American. They thought I was Ukrainian. And uh, the border guards were like, well, where's your Ukrainian passport? And I said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the second time... Into that mic. I, the second time I actually... I had the embassy on speed dial. And... Uh, In Warsaw? At the Ukrainian-Polish border. Okay. The, the, the Warsaw... Um, they, moved, they moved the embassy from Kiev back to Lviv, is what, something like yes, that? Yes, and then they closed down, and then they moved back to Kiev. But uh, on one, at one point, I actually speed dialed the embassy... And uh, I had her here on speakerphone that I was, you know, I was going to call the embassy and have them explain uh, to the Americans that they weren't going to let me leave. And eventually she, you know, found out I didn't have a Ukrainian passport. Why'd you come home? I'm home. Why not? Because it's still going on and there's a lot of work to be done. It is, yes. Um, But uh, Ukrainians uh, in the last uh, week, week and a half have got a lot of their territory back. And so they don't need you anymore. And we hope it'll continue. And plus the... <clears throat> do you think... Do you think the, the big... Hey, if we can go to... A, we have a new high-tech oh. global GPS system that I'd like to unveil to. As we now go into two days a week. We've got the studio going. We've got a new schedule. And I want to unveil our new high-tech GPS global locator. If we can cut to that, Joe. Go ahead, Mark, and show them. That's Europe. <laughs> Joe, I don't see it, Joey. Joey, hey. you're fucking the uh, bit up. Oh, there it is. Oh, there you go. Okay. He's got a pointer. Right there. Go, okay. It's a broomstick. Don't it's a broomstick in a map, oh. but it's, it's high tech for us. <laughs> right about on the O there, Mark. That would be Kharkiv area. Okay. Put it back for the, for the viewers. 
who are having trouble with the blinding, dazzling lights of this new global positioning system we're, we're showing. Keep it there till I tell you, right? No, use the pointer, use the broomstick. Right about there. That's a monster. They've taken the Ukrainians, these tough-ass people in the last week, have taken basically Metro London, twice the size of metropolitan London, England. They've taken it back, undermanned, overwhelmed, and they took it. Now, there's a lot of reasons for it, the least of which probably one major reason that they were able to do it was because Taurus came home. <laughs> all, all this all this technology and you're using a broomstick? Yeah, we're using a broomstick. We had to ship everything to the Ukraine. We don't even have the end of the broom anymore. Well, the, you, the you, real problem... You use a binder hook to fix your that, car. Don't, knock my, broom, don't knock my broomstick. What no, took, what, what what took do you, so long? No, what, do you, what do you reckon the reason is for that? Besides the fact that there's the will and the great spirit of the Ukrainian, which is... Ukraine is older than Moscow. It's older than Russia as we know it. Well, the problem was that uh, what took the what took the supplies the Americans sent. What took so long for them to get it? Let me answer. You, you Wait, send, let's do this. Let's do this. First of all, the Americans sent it, and the Europeans wouldn't. So we're not going to take no bullshit like that. Number two, as you called in, you did a pretty good job for us, bro. You mm -hmm. called in and the reality of Central Europe, you know, I mean, we know. We weren't even keeping track of the money or the weaponry. Like, we don't know who took it, where it went, who sold it. Some got there, but as you reported, not all of it got there. And then the training. You send people. And the training. You send people million-dollar javelins. They don't know how to use it. They have to go on YouTube in order to find out how to use it. Hmm. And then the javelin, after four tries, after four, um, sh launch, sh after fires, four, yeah. after four launches, you have that million-dollar piece of equipment that's a paperweight Yeah. because the batteries ran out. And then they have to rig uh, the batteries from motorcycles in order to continue using that. Uh, and you need the mortars as well. If you don't have the ammunition, they're useless. That's what took so long. If they would have had everything. But even so, even, I mean, good weaponry, right? But the Russians still have a, an overwhelming amount of rep weaponry, and they're a much larger country. They, there's no, you could tell me because you were close, is there any real drive with the Russian troops, and these aren't the crack troops, to actually fight your people? No, because at, at, at first... They were like the 22nd or the 23rd of February. They were told they were going to march along the border. And some of them, they pull them out of bed at midnight and say, okay, you're going to march. Next thing you know, 24 hours later, they're trying to march into, into Ukraine and fight. And their command staff pretty much told them either fight or uh, you're not going to make it home. I was hearing this. When they pulled out of the Kharkiv area, right? That which is Mark. Can you show us again, Kharkiv, please? Near the O. Right by the o. With oh, the great. broomstick. Hold that broomstick, broom right. yeah. Joey. Nice zoom in, bro. That <laughs> looks like Doctor Strange. Love some Stanley Kubrick, right there. What's the point of a doomsday machine if you don't tell anybody? There's a doomsday machine. Very <laughs> great. Um. Do you think what I was getting to was, I was listening to a report this morning when they went into Kharkiv in the area, right? There was graffiti by the Russians that had it pulled out and said, uh, what is it? Cyrillic, right? That's the Ru in Russian alphabet. Cyrillic. It said, I'm sorry. Wow. Stuff like that. So, do you think, I would put it this way, Russia could lose this war, but I'm talking to a Ukrainian. Do you think Ukraine can actually win the whole thing and drive them out? Look at where Ukraine is already. Well, I mean, they're pretty entrenched in Crimea and the Donbass region. I don't know if you can completely... To, to, this, to this point, they've got to where... Winter's coming. Yes, and, and that's a whole other uh, bad chapter that's going to start in this war. But... Um, at this point, Ukraine is where is at the border where they were pre-February 24th. And they're going to continue going more into uh, Ukraine, into the Donbass region. 
and eventually they're going to take it all over. And the president is not going to stop either. They have special operations now that some American volunteers or veterans are even assisting with. Do you think um, that if Putin's backed like that, that he could use tactical nukes? Do you think he would? Is it? Let me not. You're not any kind of war expert, or I mean, you were a guy driving people, trying to help, but you hear people talking. You talk to the troops. You you know you. Do you think there's are people in the Ukraine worried about that? Ukraine is hesitant in some of their military operations because they know this crazy guy has a little red button. But at the same point, if he pushes it, uh, that might affect a quarter of Europe. Well, I think if he pushes it, the NATO gets triggered, and we see how actually weak the Russians are. I, I it's an inter well, at, interesting. I mean, I, I hope I hope it ends. A lot of people uh, say this; they support Ukraine, and it's very good to support Ukraine from your couch or your bedroom. It's a whole other story when you're there and you see everything firsthand. And you have—I even have now on my phone still—I have the app. And I'm, I'm getting up this morning at seven o'clock in the morning, and the app go and and the siren goes off on my phone. And I know that two and a half million people have fifteen minutes to hide, because they don't know what's coming from Belarus or from Russia, or what they're going to do with the new. Let facility. me ask you this: You kind of hit on something because everybody, especially here in America, every time something happens, we we want to get on the bandwagon. You know, everybody wants to quote unquote help, as you said, and that it's ideal. Uh, you know, you can help from your couch. But so when people are watching the war in Ukraine and they want to help, what actually makes a difference? How do they help? How can they help? It, you? it all depends who they help. I mean, I had people a lot of times saying, oh, I'll support you and I'll help you. And uh, the help and support never came because they were only uh, only helping in word. And in thought, but I'm saying, how can they? What is it? Karen's like, well, resource uh, helping to different organizations, different volunteers. Uh, give us are, a good one that like, are if people want to help, like they want to donate. That's probably the way they can do some prayers, keep yourself self aware. But what's a good, honest on the ground where it actually makes a where, difference? Where it's not there. gonna make it to a yeah. gangster's hands and shit because, like I said, you know, southern Europe, you know. Eastern Europe, you, you know, war zones, there's a lot of black marketeering going on. Yeah. Who can they send to where it's going to feed refugees? Red Cross? Uh, Red Cross is so corporate already. Okay, let's not, not sit here and dog them. Who? Uh, there's Uniting Support for Ukraine. There's United uh, Support for Ukraine? Uniting Support. Uniting yes. Support for Ukraine. They're out of Hamtramck. Uh, or even different Ukrainian churches. Let's leave uh, it at that. Uniting support of Ukraine for Ham Tramic. Yes. They're a name organization. Uh they started after the war, but uh they reputable. Support. Uh yeah, they've they've been very reputable. They uh, you see, uh, you see you see them in the Ukraine? You see I see them fingers? I see them here and them uh preparing equipment that goes over there or uh, with the funds that they get, they uh purchase vehicles and ship them over okay. via containers or uh, they prepare military equipment, um, medical equipment for the army right? Medical. as well. Okay. Okay. So there you go. All right, man. Welcome back. You keep track of what's going on there for us in this community. No bullshit news out whoever we reach, which is a lot of people. Do it honestly. Do your best because now you're going to do it in a different way, right? Instead of ferrying people, you're yes. going to ferry their stories to us. You make the calls. Right, you you keep aware. We're trying to keep aware of things here. All right, brother. Okay, thanks for being on. Give me the hat. You, you sure it ain't from a dead man? Oh man! By the way, you sent us. We couldn't find it, but you said beautiful photographs of the soldiers' funeral, yeah. the the caskets in your 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 Hummer. The um, we put them on the the factories that were hit with Russian missile strikes. You did some good ballsy stuff there, and it's appreciated. Put the hat on. Sounds yeah, like a setup. Mm -hmm. Gonna put this hat on. Gonna put this hat on. <laughs> gonna put that hat on. Fits me perfectly. Looks good. <laughs> I had to put a little piece of paper. Man. I know you. You, you got it. I'm yeah, telling you, Charlie. Filter. You end up with the cooties, and you all can tell. Right, you. I forgot. I forgot something. Oh boy. No, I can't do that.
Remember in the bathtub? Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, oh. we were trying to figure out if it was Baccarat, but it yes, had crystal. Baccarat, I yes, remember right. that. Yeah. Okay. You're listen, absolutely right. let, I'm gonna this. This is what you know. All oh, that was great, Malik. Great. That was great. This there's red. This this is great. Now our man, comedian Detroit Red, the funniest man in Michigan. This guy's got a big career coming, but he also. Got his ass kicked to the curb. His wife put him out. He didn't have nowhere to go. So he went to the single room occupancy, which if you look that up in the dictionary, means skid row. He had to move in to the Hotel (laughs) Normandy. No offense to anybody there. It's not a five star. It's a no star. It's not not the Four Seasons. It's it's low grade. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hear it. He said it's It's low grade red. No offense. So we're going to... Are we going gonna to start a GoFundMe to get him in a... We No, no, because this is the beginning of a recurring <sighs> video diary as Red Explores, a very famous, very unknown piece of Detroit, important. And quite frankly, this is, this is a Netflix series. This is, this is a documentary. And this is Red's original... Because, <sighs> you know, we want him to earn his way out of there. In fact, we've cut his wages, so he can't get out of there that... <laughs> <laughs> Red, I'll slip you a couple hundred. <laughs> Look at that. Now, here's the thing that we're trying to do on the No BS News Hour, which is new, and we all preach it to each other. These videos are top notch, and our director of photography, Byron Goggin, is a genius. You might know him, you know, as he was one of the big time photographers with Deadliest Catch. Mm-hmm. Remember that? You know Remember his work. Ice Road Truckers. He's moved home too, and he's joined us. So this is real, mm-hmm. and. If you're listening, the trick we're doing is most of our listeners, tens and tens of 80,000 people, listen. And you got to do these videos when people are not watching with their eyes, but they're watching with their ears. Mm -hmm. So they actually work. And for those of you watching with your eyes, they're brilliant. And if you're listening with your ears, you can go to our YouTube page. You can go to my Facebook page. um, You can share, share, share. We're getting shadow banned like a motherfucker. But we really are. I'm, I'm watching it now on Facebook Live because I shared on my page as well, but yeah. we are. Well, that's okay, but it's also new. We didn't tell anybody it was Thursday. No, that's okay. I just meant we are getting shadow banned. I mean, you can just you can just tell, and people are commenting the fact. That, so it's it's fine. Well, you could tell when we would be 30,000 people watching, yeah. and then it'd be down to five. But you know what? Two weeks ago, Facebook gives you the, the numbers. Mm-hmm. They sent it to 5,000 people. But somehow we had 10,000 people watch it. How is that even possible? We don't care because you cannot yet censor iTunes, uh, Google Play. Anywhere you can get a podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, our our big brother show, the Drew and uh, Mike podcast. You guys don't even do No, we don't have time for that. You could give a shit about (laughs) it. It's like one of the biggest podcasts in America. It's the top 50 Mm -hmm. And if you do um, subscribe, like go to YouTube and subscribe and click that little uh, bell so you get your notification when the time changes and when Monday rolls around so everybody knows. Yeah, do you notice nobody's getting bells? I mean, if I got 110,000 subscribers on YouTube, you know when it's going around, when it's not, but yeah. that's okay because we're right. Yeah, that's fine. And if you don't think we're right, They're we're fine. the ones in the middle of the goddamn gubernatorial election. It's us that's on TV. <laughs> Because we'd do the work. And you can also read Karen and me at the Detroit News. Her column is on Tuesday. Mine is on Wednesday. And yes, they're popular. Yes, they are. Because <laughs> they're good. No bullshit news hour taking over the world. Ex- Ooh, it's interesting, Charlie. Except for Eastern Ukraine. <laughs> that one's I want to know where Tetris got his shirt. I like his shirt. Oh, yeah. That's his priest shirt. I know. It but is. anyway. <laughs> hey, Red. What are we calling this? What's the name of this series? Motel Hell, Life at the Normandy. Life at the Normandy. All right. Hmm. Life at the Normandy. So, uh, we'll post it, right, Hippie? Jesus, Hippie Jesus. He, he got. He has prison. He got Brad he has Pitt, pris- pretty he has, hair. He has prison today. braids. Yeah, he got the prison braids. Yeah. They gonna like you in Jackson, <laughs> bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, this this is actually awesome. So, if you're listening, go find it. We'll make it available. I'm gonna put these headphones on because this is like. You know, Red's a comedian, and we just, we're trying to find 
Red's comedy, plus his reporting, plus everything he's got comes to one. And I think we just unlocked the treasure chest here. So if you'll play it. Yeah, I got put out. Red, you got to get out the house! You know what? Fuck you. I'm out of here. We didn't got a divorce. You gonna divorce me? 20-year marriage. Things didn't work out. People grow apart. Shit, life happens. Put me out the house. Gonna divorce me? Huh. No, I don't need number five pair of drawers and two pair of socks. What are you gonna do with that radio? I told you. When I get a car, wait, you're going to wish you could play your Anita Baker CDs on this, but you ain't going to be able to because we're divorced and I'm out of here. You won't see me no more. But my new chick will be able to play her Anita Baker CD. You won't. What are you going to do with the golf club? This is my knock em out stick. They come in the house. I hit them with the club, knock them the hell out like you don't know. Been with me all this time. You still don't know what that is. That's why we out. I'm out. We ain't going to work. Where do you think you're going? You wait and see where I end up at. Me and Teddy Jams, we can make it anywhere. And when we get fat and he got a diamond collar on, don't be calling trying to come back. I'll show your ass. I'm out of here. At this point, it's, it's, it's not only just to show her, but I got to show myself. And um, I think she's going to end up regretting her decision. One day she's going to realize she, she threw away a mighty good man. All I need is what I got. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. Let's see. I'll be the fucking man. She'll regret it. Trailer for sale or rent. Room for less for 50 cents. Initial thoughts, where are you headed now? Well, after some deep research and, and, and looking and the capability to get where I can get to, look like I'm going to be headed to the Normandy Hotel. Hey, sweetheart, excuse me. How do, how do you get to the Normandy? Right over here, right? All right, thank you actually uh some place i've been before that's the funny part it's a 20-year turnaround well what i mean by 20-year turnaround is is before i met my wife i was staying at the normandy now i'm divorced and i'm right back at this bitch how's it making me feel like i'm too old to be going through this shit and how in the hell did i end up back here what it was like going in the front door was like I jumped in the motherfucking DeLorean and went back in time. This is, building is so old, it was built before elevators was invented. I might be exaggerating, but that's how the fuck it feels. Four flights up. This is why all the people were slim as fuck in the 50s and 60s. It was the stairs. I'm on the top floor. The tire you go, the cheaper it is. So, of course, I had to go for what my pockets could allow. <sighs> Finally found my damn room. After four flights of stairs. <sighs> so I walk up to the door, I put the key in, and uh, you would think after 20 years it'd been some renovations. Not exactly the fucking same as I remember it. Matter of fact, I think they actually still got the same bed spread and sheets on the bed from when I was last staying here. What? What the fuck is that? Oh no. I will not be sleeping on this. I mean, this is this shit is from back when a room was a room. I guess that's the phone I can make. 10 cent local calls. Probably one of the last working landlines in the goddamn country. Little chair. I guess for all my gourmet cooking ideals. Oh, wow. I won't be cooking shit in that. You don't get a private bathroom or shower. That's uh, one on each floor. It's called a community bathroom. You get three stalls, two stand-up stalls, and three showers. I thought I was back in the fucking gym school locker room. Apparently, they don't pay attention to the grout around here. So that's the only thing. And you you got to put on your clothes and go to the bathroom. There's no convenience of, hey, I get up, gotta go pee, I'm naked. No, you do that here, you'll find yourself in a world of trouble. So so I wanted to be known. I'm not putting this place down because right now it's a lifesaver. And it, it, it gives me the foundation and the wells of a lot of other people to get started and work through this shit and get shit back on their feet and get going. So, you know, it, it's not gonna be an easy journey. It's not gonna be the most convenient or comfortable journey. Apparently I done already got a pet. Um, but uh, if I'm going to be here in this situation, 
I'm definitely gonna have some fun with it. Cast the characters in there, do you think? Oh, I believe it's a whole bunch of characters. And I'm gonna find out who is who and what is what. And uh, it's gonna be fun and interesting all at the same time. Especially since I'm looking through it with an older set of eyes. And I have this brilliant idea here, which is, Red, that video diary, these pieces that you do are now going to be sponsored. This is a good connect. By Luke Nowacki, the personal wealth specialist. Oh. Maybe he Marriage talk made to in me heaven. First. I need his advice now. That's <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> right. He tell, he That's tell what you I'm what, like, what? You know, not too, and nothing's too big for Luke, nothing's too small. Red, I think you've made too many local calls. You've made 12, that's a buck 20, right? You put a little bit together, get you going, get you back where you need to be. Eventually when this is done. Wait, you know what? Well, this, you cut my I'm, pay. I'm not done with, I'm not done with the piece. Okay, but right. I gotta get, I gotta okay, get Go the, ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, well, we'll just stretch out. Luke's no, I'll tell you, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, this could be the greatest example for Luke. I mean, it just a real life to be able to take Red where he is and show how his advice can elevate him to where he's capable of becoming. Okay, so let's just, let me play Luke here, right? Uh, planning for a home, maybe you're looking for like, your grandson is soon to come. You're looking to set up a college fund. I'm looking to get the fuck out to Normandy. Things are tight. You know <laughs> what I mean? What's my market's up? Inflation's not going down. What do you do? I mean, nobody's too small. He's talked to my mother. He's talked to me. He deals with pension funds, right? Don't guess. Get a plan. Talk to Luke. 10 cents to call him. 248 663 4748 financial rational advice 248 6648 yeah, that's 20 cent. It's got a 248 goddamn area code. That's considered long distance from the Normandy. <laughs> that would be a long distance, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. What does the Normandy cost for a night, a week, a month, what? Uh, well, uh, floors three and four is 133 a week. <laughs> floors two and one is 145 a week. That's because they know the stairs going to kill your ass, so you'll pay for that So it's, it's it's 12 bucks extra a week to live on floor one or two. Yes. And floor one's not recommended because that's too close to the door. Floor two, you get what I'm saying? It's all the same. A little it, bit it, safer. It, it, I guess. I don't know. I go in my room and I stay in there. So you really that hard up is like 12 bucks, which was, you know, like $1 and 50 it's, cents it's, it's a day. In, like It's inflationary times. Every penny counts right now. People got to understand, after a whole two decades of a certain lifestyle and all of a sudden it's rearranged, Every penny becomes a concern. So, yes, $12, that's so many more local calls I could be using instead of just getting convenience and not going up extra for flights. Plus, I need to lose the weight anyway. So it's like forced exercise. But you know what, though, Charlie? This is, I mean, we're laughing a little bit about it, and at the same time, oh, it's serious. Yeah. But the thing about it is is that everybody's life can change with one decision. with one. I mean, and you never know where you will find yourself. You're so, absolutely right. I mean, seriously. Or, or Karen, one court decision yeah, that's really whatever whatever decision, whatever, like, whatever. The old ladies say get the fuck on his mind well i mean that but it could just be it could be a life change it could be a medical emergency it could be a job it could be anything that could really turn the life that you're accustomed to around i mean people people forget about that look at that it goes 20 years it goes you know 20 years of your life you become accustomed to which is Mooching off the old Don't no. say that, Charlie. No, which is a house with a private toilet. That in itself can be an emotional <laughs> yeah. destabiler in your regular routine. But, but I want to say this right quick. Karen, you're right because in here so far I've met folks that's on Social Security, disability. Some guys just coming home. They got them a job because the place makes you ha you have to have a job and show that's a pay stub. That's interesting. So, or get if, a government check. Now, the government check, if you're on disability, you have to be over 60. So they're saying, hey, you can be getting disability, but if you're not a certain age, we don't mm -hmm. want you. So this place is a place where folks that's trying to get back on their feet, because they do accept women guests, even though I don't think I've seen any. Um, it still is a place where you can get a chance to regroup. And 
that's the one aspect I, I have to get in place no matter how old it is, what the conditions is. A lot of folks do not know of a place like this to really prevent going to that next level, which mm -hmm. in some cases is the street. So but it you is know, what it is. That would be insight, in my opinion, Charlie, that a lot of people just don't have. You know, we talked about Malik and, and him going to a crack house or talking to a person that has committed a crime. I mean, these are the kind of things that people sit back and make guesstimates about the people that live there, why they why they are there and what it takes for them to get out when we don't know anything about that. So yeah, man, you're this being too heavy. I thought it was just kind of funny. The red portion. <laughs> well, I know, but it, it's funny. But at the same time, I mean, it's <laughs> it's real. Shopping. And right now, you yeah, know, this motherfucker's paying six hundred dollars a month <laughs> for rent, and he know he ain't got a toilet. It's a bit exorbitant, dude. But like may not have two hundred more, you child. might be able to get like an apartment. But I got basic cable and free electricity. It's a balance. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was funny. Right. I mean, like taking a shower in the tips of your toes. Like, hey. I, I think, I, I think, keep I your pistol on you. Cable. Keep, keep your pistol on you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Pick the right hour to go to the bathroom. Well, that was a good piece, bro. That was. A, we wish you the luck, man. Thank and, you, uh, thank you. And I, I look forward to actually being able to put more of this out here and give people a glimpse into this life because, like Karen says, I think a lot of times people look from an outside view at a person in the situation. And never really understand who the person is versus the situation yeah. they're in. So, yes, it's, it's not the most inspiring thing for me. But you know what? I have a chance to show something. And I look forward to doing it. It's pretty cool. I thought you were going to be funny, man. It is funny. Maybe uh, I mean, hey, maybe Charlie. Funny enough maybe, shit. I'm maybe, trying to stay sober through this maybe, here. Maybe Charlie <laughs> will give you a raise <laughs> and you can get out sooner. He already said he cut my pay so I couldn't get out. I know, out. Well. <laughs> I lived one. Of, I lived in one of them motherfuckers. That got I got bed bugs. I got so pissed. I threw the mattress out the fucking window. Uh, yeah, we prevented that on day two. We went and got basically what would be considered a mattress sandwich bag. Completely <laughs> zipped all that shit up, and you saw I was spraying Lysol. And no, we're not. Uh, uh I can't be nobody's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Good luck, brother. Uh, so remember, tell everybody we're doing third. So everybody could be accommodated, but everything we're doing Thursday nights is six. Mondays at noon, and you can get us on all the social media bullshit. Download this and go over and there. And don't forget, share, share, share. The more you share, the more we're out there. So we depend on y'all, and we appreciate everybody that tunes in, views, shares, likes, and all the other stuff we need you to do. Taurus, thanks for coming. Malik, thank you. Karen. Peace, Charlie. See you Monday. Power.